Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and the Love Is Podcast. I'm excited to welcome the host of the Love Is Podcast, Kim Sorrell. Kim, how are you? I know you're excited about our guests. I got the chance to chat with them years ago on radio tours, but I mean, they're doing some amazing things that continue growth and uh, can introduce our guests. Yes, I have been so excited about our guest today, Neil. Corey, ah, I adore you. Willie, Aww. you're great, but Corey... You're my girl. <laughs> Let me tell you about Willie and Corey Robertson from Duck Dynasty, but not just from Duck Dynasty, from so many things. You guys have done so many things. Got a new movie coming out, The Blind, that we're going to talk about. I am so pleased to meet you both and so impressed with, with the things that you do. You've got this great family, and they're a great family because you worked at it. You know, families don't just become great, but you guys have put in the work, you put in the hours written some great books about it. You've helped so many other families along the way with great advice and just giving of yourselves in so many ways. And you must be one of the busiest families on the face of the earth. <laughs> like what is life like for you? Is it crazy? Well, first of all, thank you. I feel like that was the nicest introduction we've ever had. That was so, so great. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, life is a little bit crazy and busy. It's, I always say it's never boring and the Robertson house that's for sure there's always something happening we have a big family and it just is growing by the second it feels like we've got another grandbaby due this month so yeah life's happening and um got a lot of fun projects going on as well how do you keep it everything organized in the house so it doesn't become a chaos or it's organized <laughs> chaos I'm sure organized chaos yes and lots of help everybody pitches in everybody does their thing willie's the cook in the house he keeps the organized the kitchen organized and, and going and when he's gone it all that part all falls apart i'm eating like you know whatever piece of toast i can find or whatever when he's out of town <laughs> apples and peanut butter are kind exactly. of my go-to yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of nice to have a cook in the house so grandparenting so parenting and grandparenting I remember before my first child was born, everybody would say, oh, just wait, just wait. And I thought, oh, I already loved the baby. You know, what are you talking about? Just wait. And then my child was born and I went, oh, did my mom love me like this? Like it was, <laughs> right? You remember that feeling? Yes. Well, and then grandparenting, you know, people would say, just wait, just wait. And I'm like, oh, I've got kids. I know, I know what it feels like. And then when my first grandchild was born, it was like the moment my child was born times 10. Mm -hmm. Isn't it just the craziest? And you've got another one coming. So how, how many grandbabies does that make for you? That'll be seven. And it's so fun. And Willie's the cutest granddad ever. <laughs> yeah, we've got, uh, they all live pretty close. So they're over at the house a lot for sure. Yeah. So Willie, how do you feel being called a granddad now and all that, you know? What I really don't. Yeah, I don't mind it. I like it. Yeah, it's just, I can see so much of, my kids and and them and so that's what makes it really neat also with a whole new uh lease on life as well so yeah they've all got their little personalities and so just watching how they're how they're starting to grow and you know who they remind me of or if they're like even their mom or dad uh which some of the moms or dad were still trying to get to know them you know it's you know it's been a few years just since they married in the family so it's real fun and um yeah it's just exciting to see where where they're headed Awesome. Yeah, it can, it can be interesting watching, watching how your kids parent, right? I mean, it's a, it's a whole different thing, but those grandbabies. 
So I'm sure they have names for you. Did they come up with what they call you or did you want to be called something special? What do the kids call you guys? Yeah, they call me Dubs, uh, I guess for Willie for the W. Um, <laughs> yes, Willie's Dubs and I'm KK. I started out K-Mama and um, it just kind of evolved into KK. So I feel like we'll see. We'll see which one sticks. But right now it's KK. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I'm, I'm Uma, by the way, like Uma Thurman. So the first, isn't that cute? Love you know, when, it. When my oldest so grandchild, who now has graduated from high school, when they could talk, you know, you just say, say grandma, say grandma. And it was, came out Uma. And so Uma has stuck. That's in. it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so Willie, how do you think the brand from Duck Dynasty has become a lifestyle brand? How did you guys really kind of figure that out so that you can make a difference in the world, but also become and get the word out so much? What do you think was that process from, you know, the success of the show to now a brand lifestyle? Well, I think authenticity was a big key to it, um, you know, and I think people saw the show, they they actually saw a lot of themselves in our show, some of their family members, or, you know, it seems, it's funny, people tell me like, I've, my dad's just like your dad, or our mom's like your mom is, or, you know, we've got a crazy uncle, uh, kind of like Uncle Si, and so they, or they see the, like, even with Corey and I's life with the just all the busyness and, you know, with the kids and trying to run a business. And so I think people did see themselves in there, but they also saw things perhaps that they uh, wanted to strive to do. Probably just the simplest was the family dinner. Uh, it just seemed like so many people had gotten away from that and they, you know, everybody tends to be running and gunning and, you know, they just don't sit and have those times to share. And so and with the family prayer also, you know, at the end of the show. Um, so some of it was just kind of, I guess, old timey things. And, uh, and so it, it, as far as a brand goes, it allowed us to take that, you know, to show people more and help people more and, um, you know, and put that in, uh, to products or books or podcasts or whatever that is, you know, it's that, you know, that kind of, uh, faith and family kind of idea, uh, mixed in along with your business, um, which is kind of what the show was about. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, there's, I think part of what made it so special in my mind is that you did so openly share that it wasn't something that you hid. You know, I, I feel like in so many shows, you know, they try to stay away from talking about Jesus, talking about things of faith at all. And for you guys to just be so open and, and share your hearts uh, is, I think, such a key component we, because we need to hear it more. People need to know that it's okay to share, like, mm -hmm. don't shy away from it. Just wear your heart on your sleeve and be the person, be authentic and be the person that you are. And you guys definitely have captured that, you know, authenticity, which is uh, rare. I think it's rare. Mm -hmm. I think when you, when you have something going, when you're doing it, it seems like, well, everybody's like this, you know, this is just normal behavior, but it's not, I'm here to tell you, it's not, you, you guys are the real deal. And you don't see that a ton. And I appreciate that a lot about you. And so the roots, though, that you came from, Willie, the, the movie, The Blind, is um, incredible, first of all. But the story of your parents, and was it your, did your grandson play you in the movie? He did, yeah. My my oldest son's son played me in the movie, which was really neat to see uh, me being portrayed mm -hmm. as a two-year-old from my grandson so uh yeah that was one of the really cool parts and we had a couple parts in the movie like that where people played uh different 
folks from our family for different people in there and so yeah that was real neat and as far as what you said about the the, the show is that we're which also is about the movie as well which is we're you know we try to act a certain way because that's what we learn from the Bible. That's what we learn from the teachings of Jesus. And so it comes up a lot. So it was going to be really hard to film a show or talk to us. I think very long without hearing where faith, you know, that, that faith element's going to come through uh, because it's, it's how we manage our lives is, is through that, you know? And so if someone gets a little off kilter, we'll, uh, someone else will remind them, you know, hey, this is what the Bible says about this. And, you know, and so that just, and in our life, it's constant. And I'm sure in everybody's life, it's constant. And if you don't have that foundation to go to, if you don't have that, you know, word to go to, I can see how people's lives could really get messed up and, you know, uh, going on the wrong path. And so, which is where with the blind, you know, it's the portrayal where Phil's life and mom's life at the, at one point in life did not have that. And so how that train just skidded off the tracks and crashed big time in numerous ways. But, you know, the the biggest was their marriage, um, because had that not stayed together, then our whole lives will look different. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be on this podcast or this thing today. You know, we wouldn't be here because we, there would be no business. There would have been no show, you know, and who knows? So uh, you know, it's really the appreciation. I think even the dinner scenes on Duck Dynasty for us was always an appreciation that the family stayed together, you know, that, that dad was sitting at the end of the table because there was a time when he wasn't. And that's what the movie really portrays that and shows that, man, this thing could have went either way. And I think a lot of people see that in their lives. Um, and hopefully it'll help people to realize you're never too far. You can, you know, you can be redeemed. And so, um, yeah, it's a tougher movie. It's tough because it's not like Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty is the I feel like it's the the good of what happened by uh, this painful stuff in the past. And um, but again, we just wanted to share it with with the world and say, hey, here it is. And here was our family. This is, you know, it worked out good. God is good. And um, but here's a time in our our family's life that that didn't look good. Yeah, there's an episode. There's an episode of Duck Dynasty that um, I think still holds a title for the most watched unscripted show of all time. And that's the episode it's called, it's titled Till Duck Do His Part. And it's the episode where, where Phil and Kay renew their vows. And it was such a special moment for our family. And, you know, looking back, I haven't watched that episode in a long time, but I remember the day we did that, we were all very emotional because we knew that, you know, had Phil and Kay not had this moment with, that the movie portrays where, you know, their life turned around and they chose to stay together. You know, they chose repentance and forgiveness, which is hard things. Those are two really hard things to, to choose, but they chose those two things and they kept their family together. And had that not happened, we would not be sitting there on Doug Dynasty, you know, yeah. making a show where they renewed their vows. So it was really special to our family. Then it was special that it became kind of the most watched unscripted show of all time because and I think that also spoke to what people want to see you know in this world I think entertainment so so much is is dark and 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 um tears families apart and things like we watch these train wrecks but really whenever we did our show I think it spoke to like we're all wanting to see something positive and hopeful and faith-filled and all that and while the blind does show the hard times it shows the train wreck but it shows that redemption and that turn and what can happen in your life when you do turn your life to jesus wow you know having this story out here was it a challenge to say that with, as a family to come up with to do this project because then it's really going into the, the darker side mm -hmm. that you don't see always on the reality show 
right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We, we talked about it um, uh, with the production company and we were like, is this what we want to start out with, you know, which is the story of Phil and Kay. Um, and obviously we had to talk to them <laughs> to see if they wanted to share with the world their darkest times in life, which is, which is very difficult. You know, I think in, in Christianity and the church, even, you know, we're taught, you know, once your, your past is in the past and you move, you look forward and you don't look back. And so there's all these principles, I think that are good principles for anyone to live by. Um, but for them, you know, to be able to, even to go back there, you know, mentally and as a couple and that, to be able to put that out and deal with that pain again was, was difficult. And you, but you know, at the end of the day, mom and dad said, well, if it, if it helps someone else, you know, um, if it can help their marriage or if it can help their family stay together, or if it can help someone who has really lost all hope. Um, and I'm sure we all probably know those people or, or we are those people. And so to able to put that out to help and Phil and Kay have always been like that. You know, they've always uh, been open. There's nothing in the movie I saw that I haven't heard them say, you know, firsthand, you know, uh, to a lot of people. <laughs> and so they've, they've really been open with their lives and sharing it. And, uh, but I will say it's a little more difficult seeing it in pictures and seeing it with people playing it out. And so I was just thankful that they did share that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it <clears throat> takes a lot of guts, I think, Corey, I, hopefully I didn't just cut you off, but mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of guts. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people, uh, everybody goes through hard times, mm -hmm. but some people go to the very bottom, you know, really just hit rock bottom. And that that's pretty much what happened. Like it, it could have, like you've said a couple of times, gone one way or the other. And uh, you never want to think about if it would have gone the other way. So praise the Lord, it went the way that it did. But for your folks, for your family to be that open and really share, I know that this film is going to help people. It's it's definitely going to help marriages. It's definitely going to help people strengthen their faith. And uh, I love you talking about your family dinners because you, coming together and sharing a meal, there is something just so special about that. And it's almost a lost tradition. I, I grew up with Sunday dinners. You know, it was always Sunday dinner was a, was a big deal. And I love those Sunday dinners, and but it, I don't know many families that are doing that anymore. I what? When did you guys start? Like, when did you, the dinner tradition start for you in your home, and and uh, what does it really mean to you? Well, for us, we in our family, we did that a lot. We um, we had most all most meals together. Um, we were poor when we lived at the end of a dead end street uh, road <laughs> dirt road uh beside a river and so there wasn't a lot of options we didn't we didn't have a lot of money and so we didn't eat out that much and no one was delivering down no there. no one was delivering <laughs> food uh, no door yeah, dash we were, no door dash down there no. yeah, it was many miles before even a gas station and so yeah you just had to prepare and 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 part of the eating out as well you know uh, mom could cook really well and dad could cook. So it was, you know, I think they like, we liked our food anyway, the way we cooked it better. So, um, so yeah, we just, we had those meals and we had those times and there was like, uh, it wasn't organized story time, but it was just natural story time. There wasn't a lot of, there just wasn't a lot of distractions. There wasn't many TV channels. We didn't have any computers or anything like that. So it was just, that was the time to really catch up. And um, I say catch up, it was just time to talk about what happened throughout the day. And so, uh, they were great storytellers, my grandparents as well. And so we, as kids, we just sit around and listen, you know, and 
get our chance to tell a story, you know, we'd talk about the, uh, what hunt we had just done or the fish or how it happened today, you know, with the nets and how many they caught. And generally we were eating exactly what was being talked about, you know, but that had been cleaned and now it's on the table. Um, so yeah, that was just, that was ours. And it was really always, uh, there was never a time you took your plate and went anywhere else except for the table. I just remember that wasn't really allowed. You, you sat, you took your place at the table and it wasn't like, I'm going to, I'm going to eat this in the, by the TV. I, I don't, I don't ever remember anyone doing that one time growing up, which is amazing. <laughs> I think growing up for, for their family, it was kind of an essential because they lived down on the river. It, you know, food wasn't, you, you had to cook, you know, there wasn't like you could order pizza or whatever. And so um, it was the essential part of their life. But nowadays you, you have to create that. Like you have to make space for that and be intentional about it. And so it was really interesting when we did the show, um, we had that dinner scene at the end because that is important to our family. And we, we, we love that time together as a family. And also we, um, you know, hunt for, and that's kind of like the idea of showing that, you know, circle of life, it is part of our a way of life and what we do, but we had that not really realizing the impact that it would make. But after that show, the show came out, so many people came to us and said, because of your family, because of the show, our family now is being intentional about having a prayer and sitting together around the table. So we really just saw the impact of entertainment, which kind of led us to the production company that we have now. We started Tread Lively Productions because of that, because we just saw that like, oh, just that little thing, that small thing that seems small to us of having a prayer and a time around the table made such an impact in a lot of families' lives. And people would come up with tears in their eyes and tell us about how it had impacted their family because they're being intentional about that time together. And that led us to say like, okay, like what else can we do? What else should we be doing? You know, a lot of times we can complain about entertainment and be like, oh, there's nothing good. And there's nothing I can watch as a family. But like, do we have this opportunity to actually do something about that and make more entertainment that is positive and wholesome and and, and has elements of faith in it and hope and love and all those things that, you know, we feel like our world is yearning for. Wow. You know, and have you guys gotten a chance to see the film yet? Have they, what are your thoughts <clears throat> yes. on Yes. So we actually produced it ourselves. So I, we were like very involved. We were on set for most of it. We got to, you know, help do, do casting. We really, um, yeah, we were involved in every little piece of it. So I've seen it We've seen many a cuts. lot of times, yeah, <laughs> a lot of cuts. The first cut that came through, honestly, the first, you know, kind of the long version, we were like, oh no, oh no, like we screwed this up. This is what's going to happen, you know? And then it just, after a lot of work, a few days of reshoots and all that, we're like, okay, we have something really, really special. So we're very proud of it. But yeah, it's been a, a couple of year just, process. A lot of that was just trying to get the story even just we can so we can make it palatable for people to watch and not be rated r you know because it was yeah that was a rated r kind of guy so probably more than that uh but so it was just hard to show and be real you know we didn't want to water this down mm -hmm. and make it into some cheesy thing where everything seemed to go well because most of the stories we heard were, were not good you know it's like well you know it's it's tough stuff and so yeah just trying to make that into a movie to where people could bring their you know, they're, they're kids to, you know, and I said kids, I mean like mature kids. And so yeah. where they could watch it, learn from it, but also just not be so bad that it's like, Whoa, you know, this is too much. I think yeah. that, that idea that people are looking for 
both positivity and hope and all that, but they're also looking for real and raw and authentic and not, you know, pretending like there's something that there that you're not that whole Instagram versus reality kind of thing. It's just like, so as a family to us, it's important that we do show all of the story, you know, because I think some people can look at a family that has like success or fame or like, oh, they all just love each other. You know, that that's not my story. And, but we want to say like, no, our story was not all perfect in this upward trajectory towards fame. You know, our story involved probably a lot of the things that your story involves as well, you know, but there is a point in your life where you can decide that you're going to make a change and you're going to make a change for that will affect generations. And we've seen that in our family, like that change that Phil and Kay made has affected generations already. Cause now we we've got grandbabies, like we talked about the first of the show. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I hear what you're saying. And it's so, so true. Like everybody has their crap, right? Everybody goes through tough times. Everybody's got something that they go through. And I think it's so uh, wonderful when people go through a tough time, come out on the other end and then use it for good. Like, uh, like you guys are doing, like what the, the movie is going to do, but what you guys do in general in your lives every day. And, uh, there's just something special about that because people can stay in the bad and kind of wallow in it, or they can make the choice of saying, mm -hmm. no, like this can help other people. And what I learned, cause you got to learn from it. Right. So what mm -hmm. I learned can help somebody else. And this movie touches on so many things. You know, it's not just the fact that your, your folks almost divorced. It's, it's why did they, and then, and then, you know, the coming to, the Lord and and the huge transformation that happened, but addictions that are a, a part of so many people's lives, and to play that out on a screen, you know, to with with alcohol is not how hard was that? That seems like it would not be an easy thing to do. Yeah, Phil has said several times throughout this process, I'm embarrassed, you know, by that time in my life, and so that it is different, you know. I feel like. We mentioned that they they've shared these stories so many times and we've seen the impact of these stories there's a scripture in the bible that talks about like um god's glory is revealed through the power of your testimony you know it is through we our testimony shows how amazing god is you know the fact that we can come from like death to life shows the power of god and so um you know he's told he's given his testament he's told that story so many times and Kay has as well but it's one thing to do that and then another thing to see it on a screen and um there was a one podcast we we did a podcast kind of as a family where we we talked about and really told a lot of these stories and Sadie actually our daughter Sadie was interviewing Phil on this one and she said what do you think about the actor he played you and Phil said not much and we were like oh no what <laughs> and and then we realized he was meaning like I didn't think much of that guy on the screen. Like when I, he saw himself on the screen in that time of his life, he, he didn't like it. You know, he didn't, he didn't want to see that part of his life, but again, he's gone back to, but if it can help somebody, if this can impact somebody's life, if somebody life turns their life around because they've seen me at my worst, then it's worth it. That's fantastic. That's the thing of telling these transformational stories. And Kim has a transformational story of, about love. Go ahead, Kim, with your question before we finish up. Yeah, so uh, my story is that I've been in business, business people just like you guys. My my whole life started my first business when I was 18, married the man of my dreams and was very happily married, just became empty nesters. And I found out I had breast cancer. 
And then four months later, my husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and he passed away six weeks after that. And it made me question some things. And one of the things was the the reality of love, the true meaning of love, because it seems like you can get 10 people in the room and get 10 different definitions, but yet John says God is love. So not that God loves, but God is love. So we should be love, right? But what does that mean? I wanted to really honor my husband by living right, by making sure I'm doing this life right. So I dedicated a year to figuring out the true meaning of love, which to be honest with you guys, I have a hard time uh, really committing to what pair of shoes I'm gonna wear that day. So to, <laughs> to commit a year to something was a real stretch for me. And, um, but I took uh, the love chapter, you know, love is patient, love is kind, First Corinthians 13. And I took one word a month and figured out what is love that is patient? What is love that is kind? And the majority of the time I was in Haiti, I was working in Haiti uh, after the earthquake. And and so that's where I was doing my, my research. And uh, the things that I found out about love blew my mind, rocked my world out and, and changed my life. And uh, I think love so often is misunderstood, but I look at you guys and I look at your family and if there is, certainly there's more than one common thread, but it seems to me the biggest common thread is love. Like you guys exude it. You exude it for each other. You exude it for, um, for, for others as well. Not, not just each other. And where does love, what does love mean to you guys? And where does it play the role in your life? Where is it? I think that's great. Yeah. yeah I, would, so I would probably start with first Corinthians 13. That'd mm -hmm. be a great, uh, place to start as far as you know what how we try to encompass love and uh, and what that is and, and you're right it's a broad word and so it's it's thrown around for a lot of different things and so I think the the true meaning which what comes back for us is you know the love that Christ showed you know for us and and then trying to um, implement that in our own lives and so and that's where I think that's the message Phil heard that's the message Kay heard uh, that turned them around in that story. And, um, dad ran it as close as he could. And I always used to think like, man, my, my testimony is not near as powerful as Phil's, but I'm actually very thankful that it's not, you know, that I didn't have to take it all the way to the, to the edge. And so we love hearing those stories, but then again, you know, not having to go through that and realizing that that was the love. And then there was a deep love that Kay had that she committed to her marriage to say, I'm going to, I'm going to stick this out, you know, for, for 10 years, sticking that out. Um, wow. The love for not just film, which was probably, I'm sure waning at the time, but it was the love for us, for her children, uh, knowing that um, it would be best if we stayed together and that we, you know, had our father in our home. And so, and not that God's love can't cover that and new things be created and God can fix our messes that we make. Um, uh, we're just fortunate that this one, and then all of it was rooted in love the, the, from the message to the family, to, to all that. We saw that actually lived out. It wasn't just said, it was actually lived out. Oh, wow. Where the movie again comes out as I'm looking at it, it comes out in theaters on September 28th and people can find information on the film. Where can they go? And go to the And yeah, we're so excited um, for it to come out, for people to see it. It's going to be in theaters all over. And, um, you know, one of the things that we found out is super helpful for films like these, like independent films like these, if you go ahead and pre-buy your ticket. So you can do that on the blindmovie.com. You can type in your city and your state and it'll tell you exactly where what theater. And if you pre-buy your ticket, that 
helps a ton, helps us to get in more theaters, get the word out there even more. All right. Fantastic, guys. We appreciate it. Again, that was a special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and the Love Is Podcast, guys. Take care. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.